Welcome, everybody, to episode one of Part of the Grand Design. I am James Hauser, and I'm joined today by Aiden Buss. How you doing, Aiden? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited that yeah, we're finally here. I'm excited, too. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. Uh, we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while, and um, just to give you a little bit of background on me, I'm a area director with Youth for Christ here in southeastern Wisconsin, and we've been talking about putting together a podcast for the ministry to talk to not just some of the people that work within it and hear some of their stories, but to get some students in here. We, we are a youth ministry uh, in southeastern Wisconsin, and we basically spend time going where students are, right? And so there's youth ministries that operate within churches. What we do is operate generally within schools, right? So we'll right. do like campus life right, right. on camp well at least before covid on right, campus yeah. um and we've you know our mission is to reach as many kids in the school system with the gospel of jesus as we can and we find that the best way to do that is to go where the students are right because right. Aiden, you know you're in high school currently yeah uh there's a lot of kids in school that aren't necessarily going to just make the decision on their own to, to come into a church very right? very true i mean that's probably intimidating for a lot of students yeah They've people that have never been to a church before. Maybe they're curious about God. They're curious about a whole new thing, right? So if we can provide an opportunity on campus for students to come to a safe place and learn about Jesus and learn about God and how much they are loved by God, and they can come here into you know a classroom after school and have some fun, play a game, meet other people. Right. Um, it's an open a, door. It's an open door, and it's a good opportunity for students to hear the word. So that's what we're all about at Youth for Christ. And uh, I'm excited because what this podcast is going to be is an opportunity for us to continue to do that, to use this medium to tell our stories, to have students like Aiden today is going to share his story and uh, and hear what God is doing and, and just, you know, spread the love of what Youth for Christ has been doing so that our partners can hear about what we're doing, but also so that people maybe that aren't even familiar with our ministry can hear about it. So I'm excited, man. Yeah. So this podcast is pretty much for anyone, yeah. Christians, atheists, agnostics, whoever you yeah. are, feel free to listen. Feel free. Absolutely. I mean, we're going to be talking, you know, every time we do an episode, we're going to be diving into all kinds of stuff. We're going to hear people's stories. We're going to hear about, you know, what has happened in their lives, where they are now, and we're going to apply biblical truth to those things. But we are also going to have some tough discussions too. So right. um, I'm excited, man. So how, how long, Aiden, so you right now are going into your junior year? Correct. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been involved with Youth for Christ? Ooh, um, I would say I've been a Christian all my life, but mm -hmm. um, stepping into the Youth for Christ has yeah. been um, a couple of years, I would say. Yeah, because you started going to Campus Life when you were in middle school, right? Yeah, uh, seventh grade, actually. That's right, when our guy Jake was running yeah. Campus Life. Man, I miss him. <laughs> Jake was the man, and... Uh, yeah, it, it, I know. I think my daughter was in that group with you too, she right? Was, when, yeah. she, when she first started, right. and so now you've been going for a few years. Tell us a little bit about you, man. Tell us about your story. I know you just said you've been a Christian your whole life, but tell us about your testimony. Right. I guess to break it down, I can say I'm just your friendly neighborhood Christian. You know. <laughs> um, I actually grew up in a Catholic church for the first few years of my life. Uh, when we realized it wasn't the best choice, we moved to um, we moved to Pathways in Appleton, Wisconsin. That's where I grew up, and okay. it was a really sick place. But I've never really experienced God in that in that part. 
Okay. When I moved to Burlington, Wisconsin, when I was when I was nine, I moved into Journey Church, and that was the church for me. Man, just filled yeah. filled with the Spirit, and it, it's so good. So, so, right. so what was the difference between the place and I, well, I'm sorry, what was it called that you said was a sick pathways was yeah. a sick place, but never really felt, what was the difference between there and journey? I guess I just never realized the importance of Christ and how much it can like infect our lives and mm. just affect our lives. And so journey is the church you're plugged into right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I never want to leave that place. It's so good. <laughs> it's so engaging. It like, oh man, it's so good. Like you get hooked in the Bible and you yeah. like never get out of it because of journey. That's awesome. Yeah. So right now, in what ways are you involved over there? I am on the worship team. I am a singer, believe it or not. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've, have I ever heard you sing before? Probably not. No. Honestly. Because we don't, I mean, in campus life, we don't have a worship yeah. time. So, yeah, right. I, you know, that's that's the on-campus thing. And uh, it's awesome that you're plugged into a church, too. Uh, and, but I'm going to have to hear you sing one of these times, okay, man. Okay, okay. Maybe <laughs> maybe on this show. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe. But, yeah, um, I'm also a student leader, so I, yeah. I help set up and pack down every Wednesday for youth. And sometimes I lead the games and just sometimes I lead us in prayer and just different different things like that. So you've been a Christian as long as you can remember. Correct. Okay. And you're plugged into a church. You're part of a youth ministry. You're serving within that youth ministry, right? But you're also going to a public school. Right. right? Yeah. So being someone who is a Christian and part of a youth ministry, but also attending public school, what is that like for you? I got to imagine that it's a much different culture on campus than when you're with your youth oh, group. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, everyone everyone knows I'm the Christian kid at mm. school. Like, I'm pretty much the stereotypical Christian kid, if you will, at, at Burlington High School. Everyone knows I'm a Christian. Yeah. Some people will kind of not want to be around me. Other people will that, you know, aren't Christians, but they know I'm just friendly and nice and they want to be they want to be a friend with me. So pretty much everyone knows who I am because I'm pretty mm. outgoing, mm-hmm. pretty friendly to people, but... I still try to share my faith, and that's where people kind of leave the room. Does sharing your faith give you anxiety or make you nervous? Is that easy for you, like the actual sharing of your faith? I'd say the first time I did it was about um, eighth grade. I would hand out these cards to invite um, my friends to church, and Mm -hmm. that was the hardest part. That was like the first step. Mm -hmm. Now I'm pretty comfortable with it, but like, like this year... We worked together on sharing presentations about God and mm-hmm. Jesus, and that was hard because you know people would look away when I looked at them, and they would they would just cringe and like laugh at the end of the presentation. That was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do with sharing my faith. Yeah, but it was it was a good step for people, so that that's good. Yeah, so I I remember last year this last school year you had to make a presentation. I know we sat and talked about it too, right? It was right. it was an evidence for God, right? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. I, first of all, I thought it was amazing that you were in school, in a public school, yeah. going to make a presentation. And what, what class was that for? Public speaking. Public speaking. Right. And you were going to take that opportunity to do a speech about the evidence that there is for God. Right. And that takes so much bravery, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just think that's fantastic. How did that go when you made that presentation? Oh, my gosh. Well, um <laughs> Ooh, man, so I, I've been praying it for like months before I presented it. Mm-hmm. And when I presented it, you know, like two or three people were engaged. 
Um, but like after I was done, like pretty much nobody clapped except the Christians in the room. Like, and oh, like man. whenever I made eye contact with someone, they would like dart their head away. So, you know, that doesn't mean that it didn't impact their hearts. I'm pretty right. like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were like listening and engaging, but they were uncomfortable with the situation because usually people don't talk about God yeah. in public schools. So, well, that's okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's okay if they for were uncomfortable. Sure. I mean, ultimately, what we want is is for God to be working on their heart, right? And heart surgery is uncomfortable. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so if they're squirming in their seat a little bit, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. But why do you think that is? Why do you think, you know? People get so uncomfortable in your school when you bring this stuff up. Well, I mean, like, it's so out of the norm to talk about God and Jesus at a public school. Yeah. I mean, like, people will be fine if they, like, hear about Buddha or, like, Hinduism or anything like that. But when you bring up Jesus, mm-hmm. there's power in the name of Jesus. So they just, like, turn their heads yeah. at the name of Jesus. And I think, like, the Bible says, that, like, deep down everyone knows that God exists. So mm-hmm. I think, like, deep down they're just trying to deny Jesus and That's right. turn his head from him. Yeah, man, for, we have talked about this specifically, me and you, this passage in Romans 1, right? That, right? that all men know the truth in their hearts. Yeah. Right? That there technically is no such thing as an atheist, right? That right. Deep down, mm-hmm. it's our sinful nature that causes us to suppress what we already know in our hearts to be true. Yeah. And so I think you're spot on, man, as far as why you see that uncomfortability right. in students when you start to discuss these things. Let's use your school specifically. What do you think is going to have to happen for you to see a change within your student body? Man, I just say revival. Yeah. I'm, I feel something big happening and I feel like, I mean, I really want all the Christians to step up and yeah. like, it may be surprised like who actually is a Christian, but I just want like all the Christians to step up Yeah, and actually some good news where my friends and I, like my Christian friends, are working on changing the mascot of our school because it's currently a demon, which oh. says something. So that's kind of sick. Some people aren't really excited about it, but I am for sure. <laughs> I didn't know you guys were doing this. You, you're yeah. trying. What are you trying to change the mascot to? Do you have one picked out? Not uh, in particular, but okay. just like stray away from demons. And I feel like yeah. if we do like angels or like cherubim, then like people will make fun of it. So we're trying to right. do like. Maybe step away from biblical theme things. And That's just, probably a good idea. Yeah, just do like, I don't know, a bulldog or something. Yeah, something it's got to be something yeah. intimidating so that the football team can still feel like right, when they run out right. of the tunnel, <laughs> like they're going to, you yeah, know. <laughs> and they don't scream, we are demons. <laughs> <laughs> But it's got to be something. Well, that's good, man. I, I didn't know about that. I hope that is successful. Yeah, we're the demons. That's, yeah, that's right, I, I don't right. know. It's probably been that way for a long time. I'm new. Yeah to the community myself. I've only lived out here for uh, just under five years now, oh, but I'm falling in love with this city, man. Yeah, it's awesome it's nice. out here. So what kind of role do you think campus life could play, right? Campus life, uh, for those of you who are listening and don't know, that's the name of our on-campus ministry, Youth for Christ, where we're going into these schools and, you know, giving students an opportunity to come and hear about God. Do you think campus life could play a role in making a positive change in the campus? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like an opening door. So even Mm -hmm. if they like don't want to step into a church right away, this is kind of like, I don't know, kind of like a smaller church where they can just step in and kind of um, begin to feel comfortable with talking about God. Yeah. You know, we have pizza and games, so that's cool too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, if, if they only come because of the pizza, 
that's fine with that, me. Yeah, that's something, right? <laughs> that's fine because while they're there eating the pizza, right, they're going to hear some truth. Right, for sure. And that's that's the thing right there, man, yeah. right? So you've been a Christian your whole life. Yeah. Right? And as you grow in your relationship with Christ, and you're a young person, you're how old? 16? Yeah. 16 years old. I think this I think it would help other students to hear from a Christian who's been a Christian for a long time that is their age, right? And some of the things that they struggle with. So I feel like you having been a Christian for so long, as we grow in our faith, in our walk, like there are all kinds of things that we constantly are having to overcome, right? We're all going through this process of sanctification. We're all being molded and transformed day by day into the image of Christ, sure, right? Yeah. And sometimes that can be uncomfortable, and painful. And we all have our areas where God might be putting his finger, right? And working. And I think sometimes students think, well, I can't ever show that anything's wrong when I'm a Christian because oh, yeah. it's supposed to be perfect, right? Right. I mean, how many, how many students that you know that are Christians that come into youth group or whatever and want to put on, you know, the face oh that gosh. everything's perfect? Like everyone. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Right. Is that true? Is everything perfect when you're once you become a Christian? Absolutely not. There's <laughs> challenges, there's yeah. temptations, there's difficulties, man. It's it's hard. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me some of the struggles you've had and, and how God has helped you overcome or at least start to overcome that stuff. Yeah. So um I'll just give a little background first. So I say I've been a Christian my whole life, but I didn't realize you know, there's a certain point in your life where you super like realize the um importance of being a christian yeah and i would say like that hit me a little late that was like 14 15 for me so 15 is when i really started like stepping up my game with christ and so now it's like i'm not new to the faith but i was new this past year so i'm just like getting to know like um the foundations of the bible and everything like that and really applying it to my life mm -hmm. and so now i'm dealing with um you know a lot of doubt even though like mm -hmm. i'm like for sure God is real. But sure. like we always have that season of doubt. And yeah. like I struggle like super bad with OCD, which is kind of like a big thing. It's kind of why I'm on here, right? right? But so I struggle with OCD and there's always a lot of thoughts in my head from the devil. And it's something that counseling can't really help because mm -hmm. it's obviously a super spiritual thing. And like my counselors aren't Christians. They're like atheists and like Hindu. So it's like something that counseling can't help for me because they don't realize that it's something super spiritual happening. Like I'll, I'll say something and they'll just like completely ignore it because they're like, Oh, that that's weird. Mm. You know? So yeah, just for me, like thoughts in my head, doubts, temptations, life is not perfect when you give your life to Christ. No, I'll say it's better, but it's, that doesn't mean it's automatically perfect. Yeah. And I think a lot of students think that if I start to have doubts at all, then I'm not a good Christian. Yeah. Right. Or I'm not doing this right. Or I've got to, I've got to go even harder. Right. Right. <laughs> because there's something I'm, I'm, you know, it's user error with my, right. with my Christianity. Yeah. And that's just, right. that's just not the case. Right. It's, it's important that we know, I mean, oftentimes I feel like our, our doubts come from not, not from necessarily distrusting God's power, but in his nature and his compassion for us as, as individuals. Yeah. Does God really see me? Mm -hmm. Does God really care about what I'm going through right now? Because why am I still going through this right yeah. now? Right. Mm -hmm. And so is God really good? Because, you know, if he, if he was, 
why is my why is my mom going through this <laughs> right or why is why is my life like this right now right, right. so i often feel and i don't know i don't want to speak for you if that's not true but i often feel like our doubts come from those places not necessarily that we doubt god's real or god is powerful or the god is is god is god right. but in his nature and compassion for us specifically does that make sense yeah i'd say that's that's been part of my life mm-hmm. i wouldn't say in this season i'm focusing on it yeah. it's like you know, I read the Bible so much, and it's like, I know I go through hardships for a reason. Yeah. It's like, uh, man, what's the verse? It's like Timothy or First Peter, mm-hmm. something like that. It's like when you receive um, trials and temptations, you know, like mm-hmm. consider yourself blessed because you receive yeah. the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the chapter or the verse. No, it's okay. But you're right on, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just understanding God's care and love for you, right? Because I often feel like, when we don't feel like we have love and acceptance from God, that's when doubt starts to creep in, right? Yeah. And, th- and that's usually a matter of us because yeah. God's love and acceptance doesn't change. It's always there. <laughs> and it's yeah. always there, right? And so when we start to feel like that's not there anymore, something's going on with us. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I I, I was looking, looking this up while you were talking because I remember there was this scripture from Exodus, right, that Moses was saying God is passionate about his relationship with you. Yeah. Right? And finding finding scripture like that, that that just sometimes I have to constantly remind myself of things that I already know to be true, yeah, right? right? Scripture hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. Right. I, I know that God loves me, mm-hmm. right? That's something that as a Christian you're taught yeah. repeatedly, right. right? And even still on certain days and certain times and certain seasons, I have to seek out scripture like that to remind myself, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think students sometimes get into their heads a little bit about this, you know, about this type of specific issue. And it's just a matter of them understanding that we're broken people and our minds are often working like mastery over our minds. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And as our thoughts go, so go us. And so we learn to have mastery over our thoughts. And sometimes that means repeatedly telling ourselves, well, I shouldn't have to keep doing this. I already know this. Well, no, man, it's okay. You got to do it every day sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a commitment. It is. What do you feel like God's working with you right now on? Like, what are you focusing on in your prayers, in your devotion, if you're doing those? What do you feel like God is is laying on you right now? Oh, man. I would just say for healing in my mind, because obviously that's a huge thing for me, and I've gotten many words from people that God is going to change the playlist in my head. You yeah. know, he's going to make it more calm and all these thoughts are going to disappear. And in fact, like last night at church, I had like two people come up to me and say like, you know, God's here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not alone. You never have been. You're loved. You're you're strong. You know, you're chosen. Right. And and like those words just like comfort my soul so much. So I'm focusing on healing in the season and I know that one day God is going to heal me and something big is going to happen in my life. I'm waiting for that moment, man. That's awesome. It's it's hard when you're in the middle of it, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And so it's normal it's normal, guys, to have doubts in those times. Yeah. To say, "All right, God, where are you?" Yeah. <laughs> right? Have you exactly. asked yourself that question before? Oh yeah, for sure, all the time. Yeah. And God is here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? And knowing that he hasn't gone anywhere. Sometimes we're in a season of suffering, but there's a purpose behind it. Right. It's like Jesus in the wilderness. Yeah. I and mean, grow after that. Yeah. 
there's a purpose behind it, right? God works out all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, right? right? He can take mm-hmm. bad situations. He can take some, what is the result of our physically fallen bodies in a physically fallen world, right? And so our bodies and our minds betray us, and he can take those things that cause us hurt and suffering, right? And he can ultimately turn them and use them for good yeah. in ways that we won't ever imagine. Yeah, right? it's an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, so I'm going to share this verse with you. This is First Peter five ten, and uh, and this is just a personal preference for me. I don't like to use Bible verses as weapons. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I so when I say I'm going to share this verse with you, I don't mean that. And this is for the people listening to to say, well, here I'm going to share this verse with you, and then everything will be fixed, right? And somebody, yeah. you know, it's not. I'm giving this more to say, here's something to think about, meditate on God's word, yeah. pray about this. But this is some truth from God's word that we can hang our hat on, not like you share a problem with somebody. Resist the urge to just give them a Bible verse and slap them on the back and say everything's going to be fine, Mm -hmm. okay? Which I just personally, that as someone who's been in ministry for a long time, um, has always driven me crazy. So I'm sorry, this is 1 Peter 5, and we're going to, this is 6 through 11. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time... He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you, right? We talked about that. Yeah. God cares for you, even if sometimes we doubt that because of what we're going through. Then it says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. That's insane. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Yeah. Yeah, man, this part of it, and we'll continue the rest in just a second. That specifically, man, sometimes we feel like, especially students, we're the only ones going through what we're going through. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. God must specifically be forgetting about me (laughs) because of this. Mm -hmm. And so just reading something like this and remembering that the same kinds of issues that, you know, that are a, a symptom of this fallen world that we live in, in our sinful natures, are being experienced by our brotherhood throughout the world, right? There's yeah. another verse in the Bible that says there are, there's no sin except that which is common unto man. Like, everybody's dealing with it. And after, and so the rest of us, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> That's hope, man. Mm-hmm. That's hope. It reminds me of that NF song. There's millions of us just like you, like you. Dude, I said I needed to hear you sing, yeah. and then I did. Okay, that's, Look at that. That's just a little snippet. Right. <laughs> man, are you? do you have any, uh, as far as your future, aspirations to go into music, or what do you feel like God's calling you to in your future? Ooh, honestly, ministry for sure. Yeah. But I haven't got the specific calling you know, I'm either thinking like ministry or mission through business or just being a worship pastor or something like that. I'm not positive though yet. Something in ministry. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm excited. The best the best thing I, I try and tell people is hold hold your future with an open hand. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. If you if you settle on the one thing, especially, you know, you've got some time yet still, right? Oh yeah. And you just 
say this is going to be the thing and you grab it with both hands and you won't let go and you're not leaving room for God right. to work and say, well, guess what? Because this is the plan that I have for you. This is the reason I created you. And so sometimes you just have to put your future in that open palm, right? And go, Whatever okay, you want, God. all right, God, this is this is what I think it is, but I'm, a, I'm not grasping onto it. So yeah. if you change it, you can go, not this, yep. but this. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, those things, all of those things would be awesome. I think. Yeah, I'm excited. I think you'd be great at it, dude. Listen, the, the time that I've spent with you, and this has been, what, two years in campus life now, your freshman and sophomore year, yep. right, going into your third. And, and you, I had the incredible opportunity to have you come with us on a mission trip this summer that too. That was so fun. To Miami, which was, can't believe, almost a month ago. I know, right? Or it was a month ago already. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Dude, I, I have just seen God work in you in amazing ways just in these last two years, just in the way that the other students, the other Christians in our group, but also your other friends and the way everybody looks up to you. I I know for a fact that whatever whatever you do, if you're following God's leading in whatever he has for you in his life, he is going to bless that. And you are going to do amazing things, man. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I don't know why God chose me, which is another NF lyric. But, <laughs> man, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why God chose me, but I am so you know, honored and yeah. so excited to just help people. I have a heart just for other people, you know, serving other people, helping other people, whatever I can do. Yeah. That's what I try to do. Well, Aiden. We've been talking about what we should name this podcast, yeah. right? And I feel like we've had lots of different ideas and we settled yeah. on part of the grand design because this is going to be mostly a story-driven podcast. Aiden's going to continue to join us. We're going to bring in other people, other ministry leaders, other students, and we're going to hear their stories. And what we want to show is how their individual personal stories are part of God's story and that our story is part of the grand design. Right. So hence part of the grand design. I'm excited, man, to, to go on this journey with you and to reach out to people and hear all kinds of, I think God is going to show through these stories, just ways he's working that we didn't even realize. Yeah. And it's going to be, be so good. Yeah. So good. So thanks for coming with us on this journey. Yeah, thank you. Of course, man. And, and thank you all for listening. Um, Join us on the next one. I'm. This is still, you know, we're in the baby, the baby steps <laughs> phase of yeah. of getting this thing uh, off the ground. So, uh, you know, I can't even preview who our next guest is going to be because yeah. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. But whoever it is, uh, they're going to have exciting stories to share, and uh, I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to see what God is going to do. And if you'd like more information about Youth for Christ and to see more about what we're doing here in southeastern Wisconsin. We've got Campus Life, but we're also uh, into the juvenile justice centers. We have a parent life ministry for pregnant and parenting teens, and we're doing all kinds of exciting things here. Uh, you can find us online at youthforchristwi, as in Wisconsin, right. dot com. So it's mm-hmm. youthforchristwi.com. And we will see you next time. God bless everybody. Adios. Adios.